Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be discipled. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. Good evening. It's good to see all of you. God bless you. Look like some people ain't here when you see them talk about them. Have you ever thought to yourself to think? When people ask you what type of church that you attend, what do you say? I go to Faith Center. Okay. Well, what kind of church? It's Faith Center. Well, it's Faith Church. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, we live by faith. Well, I go to a Lutheran church. We live by faith. My pastor talks about faith, but what makes your church any different than mine? You don't need anything that you cannot define. If you cannot define your church, you can't define your God. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. When God brought Eve to Adam, immediately Adam defined her. He says, you know what? You're a woman. And the reason you are here is because you've been bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He defined her purpose for being with him. Now, if I was to say in the morning to my wife, honey, let me tell you your purpose for being here. Now, if some of your husbands was to tell you, honey, this is your purpose, your purpose for being here is to serve me in no other reason. <laughs> I see on your faces. <laughs> well, actually, it's the truth. In fact, the scripture said, after all, Adam was created first. It was no mistake that God put things first. God said the kingdom of God he said, seek it first. And it's so interesting that God never told us what to seek second. When God puts things in order, that's the way he intends for them to stay. Because the blessing of the Lord always runs down in an orderly fashion, never runs up. Did you get that? I said, the anointing never runs up. So what did that mean to you and what does that mean to me? It means that the order doesn't come from up. It comes from the head down. So what does that mean? That when you have people who think they know it better than you, preach it better than you, and can do it better than you, then it's coming from the ground up and not the head down. You have to correct that. Just like in a family. 
with kids. When your kids feel like they can do it better than you, say it better than you, and pay for it better than you, it's time for them to go do it better than you. Ain't that right? It's the same way in the church. Please turn in your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read a verse of scripture, and then I want to tell you why I'm here tonight. Brought my oil. Apostle has his oil in his pocket. And we're going to have some fun in the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. I'm not so interested in how high people can jump. I'm more interested in how straight they can walk when they land. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, these words, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given according to the measure of Christ's gift. In other words, so then he says there's a measure of grace that every person is going to be given. Not every person has the same measure, okay? Because the Lord continually moves us from what? Measure to fullness, Measure to fullness. I'm going to get back to what kind of church you come to. I'm, I haven't forgotten that. Verse 8. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things. So now we just move from measure to fullness, that he might feel all things. Verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles. Now that word he is capitalized means Jesus. So Jesus set these, these mantles in office. That's what he did. He set them in office. Okay, uh, I think I said it here once before, when in the inauguration of a president, then he is anointed to be president. But he is, when he is set in office, then he has the mantle of that office. So he has the anointing, but he doesn't have the mantle for the office until he's set in the office. And so here we go. It says, and he himself, talking about Jesus, gave some to be Apostles, that's first. That's first. That's first in the order. Second was prophets. Third were evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. That's the way the Lord set them in the church. He set them in office. That's the office. It's not the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's the office of the apostle. It's the office of the prophet. In other words, it's, it's what they are. Do you understand that? Your anointing identifies you for the purpose for being in that office. So, I want you to get your pens and paper out. I want you to take some notes because we're going to talk about this in just a moment. For the equipping, while you're getting that out, I'll read that to you. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edification of the body of Christ. So all of this falls on the, the direction of the apostle. 
The apostle tells everybody, he gives everybody their assignment of what they should do and how they should function in their offices and how they should display their gifts. Do you understand that? Okay. Like my, uh, my grandfather used to tell us, wait till your grandma got home because, you know, she was the one that would beat you down. And, and and that was the last thing you wanted to hear because Grandma had a real good memory, but she was a bad marksman. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, you got your pen and paper? First thing I want you to write down tonight is broken or crushed. Life in this spirit is about choosing your own pain. Broken or crushed Life in the spirit is about choosing your own pain. I say those things to you because I want you to remember them when you're talking to people and when you're helping people to have faith to receive. Because people's famous subject is themselves. They love to talk about themselves. They love to talk about whether they're coming or going all the time. So people's Favorite subject is themselves. So when you listen to them, you have some point want to ask them, well, aren't you going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to choose your own pain this morning. And they'll look at you and think you're absolutely crazy. That was stupid. You must didn't hear anything that I said to you. Well, I did. You've told me about all these different pains and situations you have, and so which one are you going to choose? There has to be a choice when you stand under the anointing. In the presence of the Lord, there always has to be a choice. What are you going to choose? Because in your mouth is the power of what? Death and life. What are you going to choose? We need to make a choice in the presence of the Lord. God will not give you any more grace or he will not extend to you any more mercy until you make a choice. God will let you lay down on that floor and die until you make a choice. You can choose to live or you can choose to die. That's hard for some people to understand. But as we go on, I'm going to tell you the purpose for an apostolic church. An apostolic church has a purpose. So when people ask you what type of church you go to and you say, I go to Faith Center, well, what kind of church is that? Or in other words, what kind of denomination is that? You say, we're an apostolic church. Well, what does that mean? What do you say? Do you know what that means? If you don't know what that means, you cannot define your anointing. You can't define your purpose, you can't define your life, and you can't define your ministry. Why? Because there's nothing that defines your identity for why you do where you do and go where you go. When my grandmother used to show up at the school, she would walk into the principal's office and say, I am his grandma. That was it. Nothing else was said. Come with me, grandson. The principal, she didn't want to hear what he had to say. Well, I knew what time it was. It was trouble. I knew she was going to beat me down. I already knew it. I wanted the principal to say, stop, can we talk? (laughs) Didn't happen. 
When the moment she walked in that room, she exercised her authority. I am Miss Grandma. Come with me. Well, well, Mrs. B, come with me. She was halfway down the hallway. So I had to hurry and catch up because you didn't walk behind her. You see, because if, if she got to that bus stop, she didn't drive. She got to that bus stop and had to wait on me. Then it was a long day for me. But immediately she walked in that room and exercised her authority. Do, do you understand that? So what am I saying to you is that every single time you walk into the room, your presence should capture the attention of every person in the room. It's the truth. Why? Because greater is he that is in you. You understand that? Greater is he that is in you. And there's an anointing in this house that you should carry with you all the time. It's like your credentials. My, my brother who lives up in Wisconsin, he went, to, went back to school and got his CNA license. He was so happy. And uh, uh, he says, hey, he says, he said, we got to go celebrate. And, and I'm like, well, you're in Milwaukee. And he said, well, come up here. And I'm like, okay. So me and my other brother, we went up there. And when we got there, he was so happy. He got in the car. He said, look, bam. He pulled him out. He said, these are my credentials. <laughs> I said, we come way up here for that, <laughs> for you to show us this card. It said he was a CNA. And <laughs> but he was so happy to show us his credentials. Where's your credentials? When you walk in the room, do you, can you show anybody your credentials? It's a good question, isn't it? So, broken or crushed, life in the spirit is about choosing your own pain. Number two, the will of God is an attitude, not a place. Keep that in mind. The will of God is an attitude, it's a mindset. It's not a place. Number three, struggle is the proof that you have not been conquered yet. Struggling is the proof that you have not been conquered yet. So when people stand in front of you and tell you, I can't take it anymore, I'm about to give up. Say, yes, you can. You got one more day in you. Why? Because you haven't given up yet. Bullet number four. Fame will birth pursuit. Pursuit will birth demands. Demands will birth distractions, and distractions will birth failure. Fame will birth pursuit. Pursuit will birth demands. Demands will birth distractions, and distractions will birth failure. Never forget it. Next bullet. God will always reduce you to that which is precious. Don't think it's always the devil. God will always reduce you to that which is precious to him. There are more people who, 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 who Spend a lot of time rebuking the devil and ain't the devil at all. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You may find yourself resisting God and think it's the devil. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So you may find yourself fighting God 
It's so interesting that when you begin to move in the spirit, you need to you need to really wait on the Holy Spirit. You need to wait on the Holy Spirit. And you need not to be afraid to tell people, I just don't have a word for you right now. It's okay. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you uh, incorrect or it doesn't make you a person who's not hearing from God. I, God just hasn't talked to me about you yet. And then there's times when the Lord would tell you, don't prophesy to that person. Don't give them a word yet. They're still living in rebellion. So you need to know when to intercede and when to intervene. You need to ask the Lord, Lord, shall I intercede or shall I intervene? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Because there's times when he'll tell you, don't touch it. Why? Because they keep fighting God. And we have to ask God what to bind and what to loose. Because sometimes we're trying to loose something that God has bound. And sometimes we're trying to bind something that God has loosed. And we shouldn't frustrate the grace of God. And so we want to use wisdom in doing that. The early church was a pioneer of change. The present day church is a refuge from change. The early church was a pioneer of change. The present day church is a refuge from change. Now we'll get into our teaching tonight. Those were just wonderful things. Breakthrough believers. Breakthrough believers. Please turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 6 verse 8. I haven't forgot talking about Ephesians chapter 4 yet. So just stay there for a moment and hold a finger there and turn over to Acts chapter 6. Breakthrough believers, tonight's teaching is going to be all about why you come to an apostolic church. Why you come to an apostolic church. Because if you don't know why you come to an apostolic church and you want to function in the supernatural and you want mysteries to be revealed to you and you want revelation to be open to you and you want all of these things from God but you don't know who you are and why you are, that's confusion. Why would God show you anything or tell you anything more when you don't know what to do? It's almost like an offense. Once you receive an offense, it's like a machine gun. Once you pull the trigger, it just keeps on firing. So we want to be wise master builders. You have heard your apostle use that phrase from the book of Corinthians over and over and over. Wise master builders. So in the book of Acts, chapter 6, beginning with verse 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Insights. Let me give you three bullet points about this verse. Stephen was a deacon. He was a deacon in the church. Stephen was a deacon in the church. His responsibility was distributing food to people. That's what his responsibility was. But the scripture says that Stephen was full of faith and power and he worked miracles that impacted the lives of many people. He didn't have a title. He didn't have a parking spot out there in the driveway, but he distributed food to the people who came to get it. And the Bible says he was a man of faith, full of faith. And power, and he worked signs, wonders, and miracles among the people. Tell the person next to you, that's you. So let's look at the next thing about Stephen's life. Stephen was a breakthrough believer, flowing in an apostolic anointing. 
The apostles laid hands upon him like we're going to do tonight. And they activated him. And he was a breakthrough believer. And he performed signs, wonders, and miracles into many people's lives. And he gave people food to eat. That's where he worked at. He worked in the pantry. Do you understand that? Just like you. You can do it wherever you work at. Wherever you work at. Why? Because you, he did it because he was, he was anointed from where? An apostolic ministry. And he flowed in signs, wonders, and miracles. Yeah. He was part of an apostolic ministry that flowed in signs, wonders, and miracles, and the supernatural, and all he did was handed out food, and he was full of faith and power. So when people ask you what kind of church you go to, I go to church that's full of faith and power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, what kind of church is that? That's an apostolic church. What is the kind of church? It's a church full of faith and power. And guess what? We give people food, too. You want to come? Hold on, we're still talking about it. So Stephen was just a deacon. He just sat on the board of advisors and just gave advice. Well, I think that's good, Apostle. Do whatever you want to do. Sorry, Apostle, hurry up. We got to hurry this meeting up. I got to open up the pantry and get people food. We got a line outside. Full of faith and power. Do you understand that? He said, Apostle, y'all need to stay here and pray and, and, and read the word. I'm going to go give out food and perform miracles. Oh, that poor lady, that lady, she can't stand. Bring her up here. Bring her up here. Honey, you far, you too far back there in the line. Bring her up here. What's wrong with your legs? Why you can't stand? <laughs> Somebody get that chocolate cake for her. Why you getting that cake? Let me lay my hands on you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that chocolate cake look a lot better now, don't it? <laughs> she can walk and carry her own chocolate cake. Don't open the door for her. Let her open the door for herself. Walk, take your cake and leave. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say to you? Why? Because he, hands was laid upon him. The apostles laid their hands upon him. And he believed it. And he was full of faith and power. He didn't just say, I got something. No, he believed it. And then he went and operated on what he believed. Why? Because he had an unction to function. And that's what the Bible says. You have an unction to function. So let's go on. God wants, God wants you to move in the supernatural and live in the prophetic by faith. That's part of an apostolic church, an apostolic anointing. Is living, is, is doing what? Is moving in the supernatural and living in the prophetic by faith. Everybody say moving in the supernatural. And living in the prophetic by faith. That's what the scripture tells you to do. It says, now walk in the spirit. Is that not what it says in the book of Galatians? It says, walk in the spirit. Now, now hold your finger there. You might got two places. Now go to the book of Revelation. So you got a finger in Acts. And you got a finger in Ephesians. And if you run out of fingers, borrow one from somebody else. So we're going to do what? Walk in the what? Walk in the spirit. We're going to walk in the spirit. What does that mean? We're going to walk in the supernatural. And we're going to do what? How are we going to live? We're going to walk in the spirit and live in the prophetic by faith. We're going to do what? We're going to walk in the supernatural. And we're going to live in the prophetic by what? Faith. We're going to walk in the spirit. 
You hear that? We're going to walk in the spirit and then we're going to walk in this natural prophetically by what? By faith. Is that not true? Look what it says in the book of Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. So in the book of Galatians, it tells us to walk in the spirit. Then Revelation tells us to do what? We are to walk in the spirit, but we are to live in the prophetic by faith. Why? Because the book pronounced a blessing for those who read and hear the words of this prophecy. Blessed is he who hears and reads the words of this prophecy. So every time your apostle or your pastors get up and they preach the word of the Lord to you, they're declaring to you the prophetic word for you to walk by, by faith, and operate and, and, and live and do what? Live, walk in the, in the supernatural, in the spirit, all right, so that you're always in the spirit realm. In other words, you set your mind on things above and not on this earth. So now you are living out your life on this earth by the prophetic word, by faith. If you got that wave at me. Okay, good. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.